morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. I'm your host, Dave Kuzminski, and we are here in the uh, Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio, and we are about to uh, uh, embark on our uh, school district uh, podcast, and with us, our, our host, or our, uh, our guest, is uh, Dr. Charles Britton, and uh, he's going to give us an update uh, after our Board of Ed meeting on Tuesday night. So welcome, Charles. How are you? Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, keeping all the balls in the air? <laughs> for sure. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and so forth. So uh, so tell us what's happening. I, I know uh, there's, a, there's a lot of news going around throughout the state, and, uh, and uh, I know we've been uh, on the hybrid format here that has been, I think, working uh, from all uh, reports very well. So uh, tell us what's happening. Oh, well, thank you for having me, um, and thank you to everyone who is uh, listening, whether you're driving in your car or at home. Uh, this is a, a, a great way to, to communicate. I've gotten some feedback from people that, that they've appreciated the podcasts. Um, so thanks for hosting me again. I appreciate it. So the, the Board of Ed did meet on Tuesday night, and mm -hmm. um, I'll just sort of lead with a headline. Uh, voted to endorse a recommendation from me. I'm supported by uh, the leadership team and our reopening committee to fully reopen the public schools starting uh, Monday, October 26th. So let me just put a little bit of a, a frame around that and, and remind everybody how we got here. And uh, that will, I think, give the context for what we're able to do, which is open the schools on the 26th. So... We started the school year in this hybrid model um, that, that everybody is, is aware of, and of course, with our online school, the Portland Virtual Learning Academy. So we didn't start the school year because uh, new cases or community spread or transmission of COVID-19 suggested that we should or would have to, the way um, it looked in the spring. The numbers over the summer, as, as we all know, were really low. In Connecticut, we had done a bang-up job. You know, I think Connecticut um, is a model for what you need to do to um, flatten the curve and keep it flat, right? Mm -hmm. um, but what we were asked to do were things that we had never done before, like have students wear masks all day, uh, keep students socially distanced, uh, have cohorts of students meeting so that there's not lots of intermingling of students. Um, have lunches in classrooms and have teachers visiting students on carts and not uh, normal passing times. And the fact is, we'd never done any of those things. And they were all new to us. And, and we didn't know if we could do them effectively. So what we asked the community for was essentially the first six weeks of school to allow us to do this with fewer numbers of students so that we could learn from it, right? We could um, perfect those mitigation strategies and then uh, make a decision about how effective we were and, and that would in, inform our approaches in a full reopening. It would also buy us a little bit of time, six weeks, to keep an eye on the numbers in our state. And as colleges came back and all of our schools uh, across the state reopened and, um, you know, we were in phase two and heading towards phase three, allow us to see if when we reopened and when the colleges opened and, and things started to get back to some semblance of normal, if 
it would be a bad thing and that numbers went up and went in the wrong direction or if we were able to maintain the low numbers. So that's what we did. And we asked the community for the first six weeks. We committed to the hybrid from uh, September 1 until Columbus Day, which is coming right up this weekend. And we promised the community that we would study this approach very carefully and then make a decision about reopening. So over the past two weeks, I've surveyed parents, surveyed faculty and staff, surveyed um, students in grades 7 through 12. I've had many focus group discussions with parents, uh, teachers, students. I've gotten lots of feedback. I've also been in touch with our Chatham Health District Director mm -hmm. and am every day studying uh, new cases of, of COVID in our community. We're in the right place to fully reopen. The Chatham Health District Director supports a full reopening so long as the numbers continue to, to remain where they are, below the thresholds, um, and we continue to commit to the appropriate mitigation strategies. So with that, I am delighted to be able to inform the community that we are, uh, as long as the numbers stay low, fully reopening on Monday, October 26th. Nice, nice. Um, so that's basically bringing now, uh, that's basically K through 12, correct? K through 12, yep, and uh, five days a week. And five days a week. So I know now um, we've, with the two cohorts, we've been doing Monday, Tuesday, uh, close for disinfection, Wednesday and Thursday, Friday. Correct. correct. So yep. that's going to change. Okay. Um, awesome. And uh, our, from, from your sense from the students, is that uh, uh, our students excited about, the, about that and being back with friends and, you know? Yeah, of course. You know, uh, opinions on this are, are all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, I would characterize it this way. A, a majority of parents would like a full reopening. Mm -hmm. uh, a majority of teachers would prefer that we stay in the hybrid. A slim majority of students would prefer that we remain in the hybrid. Now, we didn't ask all of students. You know, some students are especially at Valley View, are a little on the younger side to yep. mm -hmm. make an informed opinion. But sure. the reality is nobody thinks that the hybrid is uh, the best in terms of teaching and learning. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, have, I have to say a ton of respect for um, anybody who becomes a teacher and is a teacher now. I'm, I'm from a family of teachers. My wife is a teacher. I've been a teacher for a long time. And mm -hmm. Um, our, our teachers have done absolutely exemplary work with this hybrid, but it is not sustainable. Sure. It, it, it is breaking many of our teachers. Um, yeah. They, they have to plan now uh, three different formats in a given week. They have to re-examine their curriculum. They have to teach combinations of online and in-person um, and, and meeting the needs of all of our students. It, it is not sustainable for, from a, uh, a teacher point of view. Sure. Um, I've heard many teachers say they, they feel like first-year teachers again, right? And, yeah, sure. Um, so I think our, our, our teachers are looking forward to getting back to some mm -hmm. normalcy. Um, mm -hmm. And I've also heard uh, from our parents that this is incredibly difficult. Sure. Especially for um, the parents of our younger kids. Absolutely. Who, who Dealing with daycare issues. Yeah, yeah sure. They, they can't work. They have to, to pay the extra daycare. It's a constant scramble to make sure that their, their children are appropriately supervised and cared for. And of course, um, our, especially our youngest learners, they, they can't learn independently in front of a computer. Right. They, they need 
somebody there to help them manage the technology. And think of a five-year-old in front of a computer screen, kind of makes me cringe a little. But <laughs> you know, yeah, our youngest learners they need to play. They need to be in Interact. an environment. Yeah, they have to be kinesthetic. Um, so it's been a real challenge for everybody involved. Um, and I heard that over and over. That, of course, is balanced with a very real fear. Yep. You know, everybody I've spoken with, nobody wants to get sick. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to put themselves or their families at risk. Mm -hmm. um, the, the good news here, of course, is that the numbers are low. Sure. And we have had zero positive cases of COVID in any of our schools since we opened. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I just want to point out, and this is where, this is really what helped me make up my mind. I've watched our students very closely over the past five weeks. They are doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. All of our kids are wearing their masks, mm -hmm. washing their hands, and staying, staying a distance from each other. You know, the reality is we can create in terms of square footage in a classroom, the conditions for six feet to exist. Mm -hmm. But if a student wa walks over to another student- and Chooses not to. And chooses not to take advantage of that distance, there's, not, there's no, they could put people on a football field. If there are only two people on a football field, how far can you be apart? Right, <laughs> end zone right. to end zone. But if I walk up to another person and then give him a hug, I'm not socially distanced. The risk is there. Sure. Right, the risk. But our students are not doing that. I'm, I'm not seeing that. I'm not hearing that that's a huge concern. Certainly, sometimes we all need reminders. Mm -hmm. But if, if I had any concern that our students weren't doing the right thing, I would keep us in hybrid. Sure. Okay. Um, so the numbers are low. We've learned how to implement these mitigation strategies. And our students and teachers are doing the right thing. So it's time to reopen. Sure, sure. Now, that being said, now, as far as in relation to uh, your, your strategies within the school and social distancing, is, is there any other uh, further implementation measures that you're taking or basically we're doing what we're doing and I think we're, uh, you know, bringing more kids into the, the environment? Right. So I'm, I'm glad you asked that. And I'm, I'm going to answer that question, but I'm going to put another little frame on it. Sure. Um, some people might ask why we're waiting till the 26th. Why aren't we going on the 13th after Columbus Day or the 19th, which is the week after that? So we have a little bit of work to do. Um, we have, uh, my best guess is probably uh, 70 to 100 families who, when we fully reopen, have signaled to us that they would prefer the online school that they're not comfortable with the full reopening and that they're going to go um, and uh, be a student in the PVLA, the mm -hmm. online school. We also have about 20, 25 families who have said that when you fully reopen, I'm coming out of the PVLA and want to be back in school. Oh, okay. And everybody has their own reasons for um, these decisions. Uh, I'm not asking for them. I'm respecting them. Mm -hmm. what, 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 if parents are, are free to go, and come from the, the PVLA, uh, and we ask for about a week or two notice before we make those adjustments. So that's why we need the time one, okay, sure. is to figure out who's going to be leaving and who's going to be coming. coming back. Sure. Once we know that, once we know what our class sizes are, then I'm working with our building principals 
to reflect on those numbers and make some potential staffing adjustments. Mm -hmm. There is a real likelihood that we could open additional sections of kindergarten through fifth grade, or fourth grade, I should say, mm -hmm. by potentially temporarily reassigning our intervention teachers or our specials teachers to create that. So if we find ourselves when the dust settles and we know who's leaving and coming back from the online school, that, for example, our class sizes are above 20, mm -hmm. well, that's a problem mm -hmm. because we can't, we can create the six feet of distance if people stay in their seats in straight rows and don't move. But if a student, anytime somebody stands up, well, it, it starts to break down. Sure. Um, that's, and that's just a function of square footage and math and numbers of bodies in yeah, the room. Absolutely. If that's the case, we might need to open that additional section so we can reduce that class size from 20, maybe down to 14, 15, or 16, mm -hmm. in which case we can do the math and create the space in the rooms. Now, I don't want to do that because teachers have already developed relationships with students, parents are comfortable with those teachers, and I don't want to give up the specials and the interventions that sure, yeah. our, our other teachers provide. But in the name of optimizing or minimizing, excuse me, the spread, potential spread of a virus, mm -hmm. that's what we might need to do. Sure. So that's the other reason we need these couple of weeks now so that we can study the influence of students coming and going from PVLA and make decisions about how we optimize the health and safety conditions in our classrooms. Sure. Well, that makes sense, you know, I think from that standpoint. And, and obviously when you're putting more bodies in the school, uh, and, and again, you know, you have to be uh, perhaps a little bit extra vigilant on making those accommodations that you just described. So sure, absolutely. Um, turning from that to, I, I, I think, ba back to the to the sports thing. Now, okay. as far as in relation to the sports, I think uh, uh, we're, uh, teams are, are, are doing conditioning now. So give us the updates on that. Um, we're going. Um, I was just up at the uh, uh, girls' soccer senior night last week. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we, we do have conditions. We have socially distanced. Uh, we're, we're slowly allowing fans back. Right now, it's it's limited to um, parents or one or two per athlete, and there's some sign-in protocols. And, um, you know, our site directors are making sure that um, keeping our, our students as safe as possible. Right? Mm -hmm. So the fall season is going along. Um, I, I, of course, football is the one sport that is, is not happening, but well, uh, maybe in the spring, I'm starting to hear mm -hmm. that there might be the option for a, a February, March football season. Okay. And, and I hope so, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, my heart goes out to the football players. They work hard for this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the next um, discussion that is going to be had is for all of our um, basketball families mm -hmm. and, and, of course, wrestling. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, uh, that, those are the, the big winter sports. We have indoor track. We have wrestling. We have basketball. Um, it would be hard for me to say that wrestling would be a good idea in a pandemic. I, right, right, I would right. see that as a possibly the highest risk sport there could possibly be. Mm -hmm. um, basketball is is uh, not something I've started discussing yet, but something that the CIAC, the Department of Public Health, um, and our athletic director are, are going to have some conversations about how and if basketball season is impacted by this ongoing pandemic. 
And who knows, by then, maybe we'll have a, a vaccine and it'll be over. Yeah. But if not, we, we do have to start talking about winter sports next. Sure, sure. Well, that, that's good. I know uh, a lot of the students are working now. Now, swimming is still happening, correct? Swimming is happening. Yep. Okay, so uh, we should be good on that. So, well, that's great. I think, uh, you know, in relation to getting those students back into, you know, uh, whatever we call normalcy, <laughs> you know, that is uh, uh, all in the, be in the eye of the beholder as far as that goes. But, uh, yeah, it's I know your administrative team has been working um, tremendously hard in, in you know, try to fit all the pieces in the puzzle and, and make things work and, you know, accommodate the families and, and students and their needs, as well as the, the teachers and, and staff that, that are required to, to make the, uh, you know, to make the engine run here, you know, yeah, oh yeah. from there. And yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not a small endeavor. So I, uh, my hat is off really. So that, that's great. So, all right, well, look, um, the, the next, uh, I think, uh, Board of Ed meeting is what uh, two weeks, two correct? Weeks, yeah. Two weeks ago from there, and we'll look forward to an opening on the, on the twenty sixth and um, getting families back and students back, and and again, you know, hopefully uh, we're going to get uh, uh, keep our numbers low. I, I know uh, uh, in in a very short while at eleven, we're going to have uh, Susan is going to be doing her podcast and uh, uh, with Russ Melman of. Uh, your, uh, oh, uh, is Russ coming? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, he'll be calling in. So if you'd like to hang around and step in on that, you're more than welcome sure. to. Well, there. Let me, let me. Uh, that's great. And and um, you know, you can actually ask Russ this too. But mm -hmm. um, I, I just want to leave, leave everybody with one thought. So there are two things that that I am going to be watching like a hawk, um, come October 26th. One is the rate of new infection in Middlesex County, in the Chatham Health District, and in Hartford County. As you know, we have uh, an, a good number of students who attend Portland schools but reside in Hartford. Mm -hmm. If those numbers exceed 10 per 100,000 residents, that would be a signal that we need to go back to the hybrid. Anybody can have access to that data. I have it posted on the website. So if, if Parents, students, teachers want to keep an eye on it. That's an objective measure. You can look at it anytime. It's, Benchmarking, it, it, sure. It's up there. I, I, I've emailed it to parents, and you just go on the website, click the back to school information link, and it's the first link. Okay. Um, the second thing is I am going to be watching like a hawk come October 26th, our schools. I'm going to be every day checking in with our teachers and principal and our students. It is possible that we would have to go to a hybrid if people aren't strictly adhering to our mitigation strategies. Um, uh, now, our teachers will be prepared to remind students of this. But my, my admonition to all students is your ability to keep your masks on, socially distance, keep yourself sanitary, stay home if you're sick, your ability to do that is going to keep us open. Sure. So please do those things. And then, of course, my last admonition is to all of our families is, and I don't want to tell people how to live their lives. That's not my job. Sure. But I understand the restaurants are reopening. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to go. Yeah, exactly. I, I understand that concerts can start again. It doesn't mean you have to go to one. Right, right. Um, I understand that you can have a large party in your backyard now. It doesn't mean you have to have one. Yeah. It, it, it is time for continued and shared sacrifice. 
on all, all of our parts. And it's, 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 it's going to be a team effort by everybody, and everybody needs to play that role. Play that role because I, I can't tell you or I will not look down my nose at anybody if they do that, but if enough people start doing that, the reality is, is those decisions may have us back in a hybrid. Uh, so if we want the schools to stay open, we need to continue to do the right thing until this is over. Sure. Now, from a standpoint, I know with the hybrid role, we've been basically closed on uh, on Wednesday for disinfection. Is that going to um, strain the custodial staff and making things ready uh, to keep everything open five days a week? Yeah, um, I'm working closely with our facilities director. Um, we're prepared to provide the additional support. Um, and if, if we need third shift custodians, um, uh, we're exploring those options. Good. Okay. All right. Dr. Charles Britton, uh, we're live here at the podcast studio at Portland High School. This is episode six of the uh, Portland School District podcast. And uh, again, thank you, uh, Charles, for uh, coming down and uh, giving everybody the update uh, as far as in relation to, uh, you know, the reopening and so forth. So we we wish you continued success in all of your hard work and your administrative staff, and as well as all the teachers. So uh, keep up the good work, and uh, we'll look for an update in a couple of weeks, if that's okay. I'd love it. Thank you. All right, thanks. Dr. Charles Britton, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we are live again here at the podcast studio at Portland High School. And uh, you can click the link on the... A board of Education site, or you can click the link on the Town of Portland site, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, on Anchor, YouTube, or whatever, and uh, they will be there. So uh, until uh, next time, thank you so much. Uh, please stay home, stay safe, wash your hands, and be vigilant. Thanks so much. This podcast was produced by the Town Tech Educational Partnership Program, which is a partnership between Portland High School and the Portland Town Hall. If you're looking to start a podcast for your business or organization, check out towntech.org forward slash podcast to learn more.